Good evening, everybody. Brian Newberg here from GoldenBlack.com. Live in his car once again, driving home from Mackey Arena. This time following Purdue's 85-66 win over Hofstra. Clearly the most important and biggest story of the day in the Purdue sports world. Um, this is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, which I'll be driving past here shortly, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So Purdue wins 85-66 to 66 in a strange bye game, uh, kind of crammed in between two Big Ten games for Purdue. Um, kind of a game that I came into thinking it had lost all its value because Hofstra's leading scorer and best player, Aaron Estrada, who's averaging about 22 points a game, uh, transferred from Oregon. Uh, just a really good player. From what I've seen from him on film and whatnot, I think he would have been one of the better scoring guards Purdue has seen, not just in non-conference play, but maybe all season. And I think that would have been a good test for Purdue from a defensive perspective. He did not play during an, due to an ankle injury. Um, so I feel like this game kind of lost a little bit of its luster that way. But uh, a couple other Hofstra guards kind of stepped up in his absence and really gave Purdue some problems. Um, but... Fortunately for Purdue, they have the biggest problem in college basketball, and that is obviously Zach Eady. Problem for opponents, that is, not for Purdue, obviously. And, uh, you know, once again, another ho-hum, uh, 20-something and 18 game for Zach Eady. Uh, it's just kind of what you expect at this point. You know, Purdue's had some really, really great and really, really grating players uh, here the last few years. And I think what Zach Eady's doing right now is right on par with with any of them, with Isaac Haas, with Caleb Swanigan, um, you know, so on and so forth. He's the consistency and the steadiness have just really been something. And, you know, for as much as we've talked about his offense, his decision-making, uh, his defensive improvement, things like that, um, what he's been able to do for, as a rebounder has really, really taken this team to a different level from, I don't want to say from last season, because Purdue was a really good rebounding team last year. And obviously you don't, lose Travion Williams and become a better rebounding team. But what Zach Eady's been able to do singularly uh, on the glass has really been something. If there's a better rebounder in college basketball right now, I'll be damned if I know who it is, and I'd like to see that guy. Same as, you know, Caleb Swanigan's sophomore year where there was some rando out east who was averaging more rebounds per game, but you couldn't possibly say that he was a better rebounder than Caleb Swanigan um, because there was none. There couldn't be. Uh, I, I feel that way about Zach Eady right now. He probably is le- leading the country in rebounding at this point. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers. But he has been a dominant rebounder. He is the face of what has been a dominant rebounding team. Purdue, again, doubles up a team on the glass overall. And when you look at the fact that Hofstra shot a similar percentage to Purdue, uh, that means a little bit more, too. Uh, Hofstra did not have an offensive rebound other than a dead ball team rebound that must have gone out off Purdue or something like that. Uh, I don't remember it, uh, but for a team to go a whole game without an offensive rebound. Now, make no mistake here, Hofstra is not a good rebounding team. It's kind of their glaring deficiency, Um, but it doesn't matter because Purdue has a big advantage in this regard, and they are not letting anyone off the hook uh, in this element of the game. They They are going hard. They're doing it right now without Mason Gillis, who's a really valuable piece of this puzzle. Uh, but Zach Eady, Caleb first, Trey Kaufman ran, and guards have been doing a really good job rebounding. That has been more than enough for Purdue to absolutely clock two straight teams on the glass here, one of them being a Big Ten opponent. 
Uh, obviously favorable matchups for Purdue. Minnesota and Hofstra certainly could not match up with Purdue's front line, but that's going to be the case with 90% of the teams Purdue faces this season. Uh, the Big Ten will have some teams that obviously can give Purdue some problems with their size, uh, maybe, but uh, there won't be all that many of them. And even against those with seven-footers like Hunter Dickinson and whatnot, Purdue's still going to have an advantage there because Zach Eadie's still bigger than all of them, better than a lot of them, and uh, Purdue's got some really good forwards as well uh, who are throwing their bodies around, being really physical and being really tenacious. That's another thing that kind of comes out about this Purdue team here. It's just it's, it's tenacity. As I said before, you know, Purdue's got an advantage here, a big advantage on the interior, and they're not letting anybody off the hook. They're not giving out any free passes in terms of, oh, we're just going to take this night off. We're not going to be physical. We're not going to play hard. They're doing it every single game. And it's Edie, it's Caleb first, it's Trey Kaufman Ren, it's Mason Gillis when he's been out there. Um, but also, when you look at a, from a defensive perspective, part of what's made Purdue pretty good this year, and they are coming off three straight halves here where you know things have looked a little bit vulnerable. But by and large, this season Purdue's been pretty good on defense, and I think part of that is they don't give up on plays; they help one another. Uh, when somebody dribbles into the paint, there's always somebody there throwing their hand in there at the last second, deflecting a ball or trying to, coming over, blocking a shot and help, things like that. Uh, watch Ethan Morton play defense. He never – how should I put this? You know, when people are trying to shoot over you, you want to make yourself big and you want to stay that way. And Ethan Morton's 6'6", and he's got long arms and stuff. And when people try to shoot over him, even when they have an angle on him, even when they have a step on him, he does a great job going straight up in the air and being as big and as vertical as he possibly can be. And he's blocking shots. He's deflecting shots. He's changing shots because of it. He's just making things really hard on people to score over or around him. And I think that's kind of the face of this team. I think Braden Smith um, has been a real pain in the you-know-what for opposing offenses. I think Purdue's got quick hands on defense. They've got a helpful mentality from a defensive perspective. I think they're mindful of helping one another, and I think they're they're aware of things going on around them. And I think that's kind of what's made this team, you know, a pretty complete team, much more complete than anyone ever could have possibly thought they'd be at this stage of the season already. But, um, you know, the two freshman guards, again, are really good tonight. Fletcher Lawyer didn't shoot the ball great but had good looks early. That one of these games – he's going to make four in a row to start a game or something like that. And Purdue's going to be out to a 15 point lead before you know it against a good team too. Not just like somebody like Hofstra, who's a little bit overmatched. Um, people are going to oversell on defending Zach Eady. Somebody in the big 10 is going to do this. I'm telling you right now, mark it down. Someone in the big 10 is going to, is going to oversell, overplay their hand, trying to defend Zach Eady to start a game. And Fletcher lawyer is going to make four or five straight threes and it's going to completely turn the game on its side. Fletcher Lawyer got really good looks early against Florida State, got really good looks early tonight, made one or two of them in both games, but if they're going to give him looks, at some point in time, somebody's going to pay for that. And uh, But he and Braden Smith were both really good by and large tonight. Braden Smith had a very good game all around um, after he's had some ups and downs here the last couple games. As... Every freshman is entitled to do, by the way. Um, you have to make sure that the standard these guys have set really early doesn't you know, make people overreact when things do get difficult, which they inevitably at some point will. 
Uh, but both of those guys have been really good this season. We're really good tonight, and uh, they're a big part of the reason why Purdue's been a really good team this year. So uh, I'm trying to think of what else I want to add. You know, Caleb first and Drake Hoffman ran as a combination with Mason Gillis out. You know, they combined for 20 points against Minnesota. They combined for 25 points. Uh, tonight, you know, this was just Hofstra, obviously. Um, but Trey Kaufman ran played probably his best game. I think he was like 5 of 7, 5 of 8 from the floor. 13 points, made two threes. Um, he's got some limitations defensively. He fouls probably a little bit too much. Um, but he is a redshirt freshman. There, there is going to be an adjustment. He gets, he gets the freshman standard too. Um, but getting him more minutes I think will be good for him. Um, get him settled in a little bit more. First has been really good all season long. Been really good with more minutes here the last two games. You know, Zach Eady plays 31 minutes again tonight. Um, I think we can officially call the Zach Eady minutes storyline our punchline of the uh, non-conference season, where there's always something we talk about at the start of the year that a couple weeks later we're just like, that wasn't even a thing, yet here we were talking about it. The Zach Eady minutes thing might be part of it. Um, so... He's playing 30-plus minutes pretty regularly, handled it very well. He's been fine at the end of games, things like that. I think maybe that was something that was never really a thing, but we need something to talk about in the offseason. So it also stood to reason that a guy that's you know really not all that aerodynamic and has never really had to play big minutes in his basketball career, barely played during his high school career, uh, remember? It was a reasonable question to ask. You've gotten your answer, so... That is uh, what I have from Purdue's win over Hofstra here. Um, this has been your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, uh, the Whitaker Inn, which I just drove past. Fortunately, all the deer and coyotes stayed on their property as I was driving by. Much appreciated. Uh, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company which I'm sure appreciates me talking about deer and coyotes right before I mention them. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. We will, be, uh, we will be back talking to you after the Nebraska game in Lincoln on Saturday. In the meantime, be sure to go to goldenblack.com, plunk a dollar down on the table for a one-year membership to our website, get all of our coverage of uh, Jeff Brom's departure from Purdue, the search for Jeff Brom's successor, not to mention all of our coverage of this fourth-ranked Purdue basketball team. Quite a bit going on here, so uh, be sure to go to goldandblack.com and join us. Right now, it's only a dollar. This is not going to last forever. I don't know when it's going to end. They probably don't want me telling anyone when it's going to end, so by all means, do this and do this now. So that would be my strong recommendation to you. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay on with us after a year. It's my firm belief you will like it and you will stay on with us long into the into the future. But in the meantime, give us a try. Thanks, everybody. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.